Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. We watched this. So this, uh, so the Icelandic Board of Tourism came out with this video that's basically like this Mark Zuckerberg character selling Iceland and being like, we've created this world that is a real world that you can experience with your own fucking personal body and mind. Um, and so just as a point of reference, we watched the, there was a, a video release of, of the announcement that, that Zuckerberg is creating this company meta and he's going to help develop this quote unquote metaverse, which is a virtual world that we're all encouraged to live in. And my first thought was we have, we've created an infrastructure, a societal infrastructure that most people are fighting to live within. And now what one of the richest fucking assholes in this country wants to do is make a fake world that people will have to buy into so we can ignore all the suffering in our real world. I, I just it I just was like, talk about just adding insult to injury. This is like a joke. We like humankind is a fucking joke right now. Well, it is. And I mean, what you just said about fighting, like we currently fight to live within the world, this crazy world that we've created where we spend more time and energy on the digital side of things and the, these fake virtual worlds, I feel, than our real lives. And Alex and I, you know, again, we just went away to the most, we had the most incredible week of our lives where all of the distractions, all of the virtual elements of our daily lives as were completely removed. Um, work was removed. Everything was removed so that we were left with our own humanity and our own thoughts. I can't tell you how many hours out of the day we were forced to be, not forced, but we were still and silent and there was no music, there were no words. It was just us with our thoughts. And when we got back, we were watching, um, we were watching uh, last year's season of Alone, which is a survivalist show for those who don't know. It's, you know, um, this particular challenge was for this group of people to be dropped off in the Arctic and whoever lasted 100 days got a million dollars. And um, I mean, survivalist skills in general are so interesting to me. And as I was watching this, um, the, a guy did make it to 100 days and... I was like, I don't know how to do any of the things that are not only our birthright, but like that connect us to our ancestors. Like we're not, we live off the land, but we are, we all come from the land. We all come from the wilderness and we have so, we have been so far removed for what it means to have to kill your own food, to have to create fire and build your own shelter. And all of these things are looked at, uh, looked as, um, as cool now, like, Ooh, cool, you know, survivalist skills. And it's so funny because we lived as, as humans, we have lived more and longer like that than we have in our safe little bubbles. And what I've really realized is like, uh, living in our little comfort zones and honestly shelter the idea of shelter and having everything just so and living in our little air condition 
air-conditioned and heated properties. It has removed us so much from being human, from being outside, from breathing fresh air, from knowing how to defend ourselves and what really matters. And as I was watching this, you know, it's so funny, right? Because like all these people live in the most, on the show, live in the most modest homes. All of them are like, if I want a million dollars, like it's not about the million dollars. They're they're not going to go buy a big house and a fancy car. They're going to use it to live off of for the rest of their lives or take their next big expedition. And to me, I'm like, God, there's such a divide and there's such a division even in my own heart, mind and soul where so much of me wants to like return to being human, to living that way, to working with my hands and like doing actual work that matters and knowing how to pass down those really important skills, survival skills that we all need to know. And like the other half is caught kind of in this, like, you're a CEO, you're a business owner, you're an author, like you have to show up and there are just certain things you have to do. And, and that feels so inauthentic to me. And it kind of always has. And I think there's a real struggle with living in this, like, just living and doing things that feel right to you as a human being and then living and doing all of the things that are kind of this new construct in this like fake virtual (laughs) world where it's so noisy, we're so distracted, there's so much to consume. And I I just constantly find myself like, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do with any of that. But if you choose not to, a lot of us are going to experience a level of loneliness and detachment and isolation because all of us have bought into this narrative that we have to be connected like this in order to be successful or to stay relevant. And I think it's personally bullshit. We've bought into a virtual world already. This world that we're living in is virtual. So now we like the next step is to create a virtual world of a virtual world. It's a copy of a copy. Like you think about, I think about all these things uh, and I, I know, I think I, 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 I come back to this refrain time and time again, is that COVID should have been the re, the, the, the paradigm shift. It should have been the re, the, the reprioritization. Um, the reality that like all of these things, like, your tax bracket and your investment portfolio and and your status and what neighborhood you live in none of that matters if a if if the human race is being decimated by a pandemic it not it doesn't matter it doesn't matter in the face of um c- climate change global climate change it doesn't it doesn't matter and i want to i want to like touch on something that you told me uh because before you and your husband went uh, away this last week you had gone on a short retreat by yourself uh to a writing retreat to try to kind of like get away unplug and you te- you texted me something very interesting you were like holy shit i don't even really i don't even know how to be no i don't like so this is this is like mission critical is like as human as human beings we don't even know how to like you said like just sit and exist we don't know how to sit and and be bored we don't know how to sit and just think we always we we have we have, have like devolved into this 
mind state where we've constantly got to be stimulated by something. And Oh my god, I, yeah, I look at it in my daughter. I mean, it's it's pretty alarming actually. Like I feel like and I think I said on the last podcast like or, or two podcasts ago like that we're all addicts. I mean, we are we're not just distracted, we are truly addicted to to stimulation and you know, my nine-year-old is wildly creative. She's does spend a lot of time on her own as a as a only child, but she is always, I feel like, plugged into something. She's like listening to music while drawing, while listening to a podcast at the same time. Or, you know, she she's constantly like, oh, if I'm bored, you know, looking to fill that gap mentally, because that's how we all live. And one thing I realized on that solo retreat, I was like, not only do I not know how to be, I don't know how to be alone, truly alone and truly independent. Whereas, I mean, I, I consider myself an independent person, but I was like, whoa, we've all become codependent on our phones, on our thousands and thousands of followers, on checking in on people, on watching other people's lives. Like, I cannot tell you the biggest waste of time is like when Whenever I'm, you know, getting on social media and I like, even if I go to the bathroom and bring my fucking phone in there (laughs) and if I'm on Instagram, like just looking at people's stories, I'm like, what am, what am I doing? What are any of us doing where we are wasting our precious, precious minutes and moments of this life that is not guaranteed on watching being a voyeur into other people's lives and leaving little heart emojis and you know like that's not the way to be a real friend I mean, when you or say to it stay like connected. that when you say it like that it, tr- it's insane. it truly sounds ridiculous um how's this for an insane realization too this came this came to me a couple of days ago that um so um you know we've talked about this i'm not on social media uh with the exception of of, Which I just of LinkedIn. fucking and love. I took it a step further a couple months ago and I took um, my email off my phone. I took my browser off my phone and I took any workflow apps off my phone as well. How the fuck did you take your browser I, that's, off your that phone? That actually like is potentially a bad idea. I feel like I, uh, I, um, it's something that I constantly, I just deleted it. I just deleted it off my phone and yeah. uh, it is something that I do. Uh, want for every now and again, but regardless, I'm trying to, I'm trying to maintain. And, you know, recently, like in addition to like our work here, I've done uh, some traveling for work and, and stuff like that and have had to, you know, add in a workflow app here or a travel app here to, to, because it, it they don't, they, they're not, they're <laughs> yep. not made to make things easier anymore. They're just simply the way we, we do things now. And, in the mornings, so so essentially, all of my work life is relegated to my laptop computer. So like, I don't really know uh, yep. what I'm going to encounter in a work day until I sit down in my office at my desk and open open my email. So every pretty close to every morning, about five a.m., I get a distinct pang of panic. Um, and I, I, it typically happens anyway. I do, I do get panic about a a work day or whatever. Um, but I, I get these, these distinct pangs of panic. And I was like, where, you know, where is this coming from? Especially like on a given day or week where maybe the demands aren't as high. It's, it's, it's still happening because I think my body is, is conditioned to fear what I'm about to encounter. Um, and, and, and now without the phone, without being able to check, 
the night before or being able to check right when I wake up, knowing that I don't know what's in store um, is, is sending my body into a state of panic. Now, let's talk about another thing that we've talked about uh, before also is what is the thing that I don't know that I'm going to encounter that I'm panicking about? It's fucking emails. They're emails. Oh, I, and you know, I know we brought up this author a million times on the podcast, but Cal Newport has his new book is a world without email. And I still haven't read it all the way through. Cause I think when I do, I'm going to be like, I'm getting rid of email. Um, <laughs> but, but it is email is, is by far in, in my world, the most addictive and destructive thing in my day, because just like you, all the good news for me comes through email and all the to do's come through email, all my bills come through email, all my invoices come through email. Everything in life comes through email, which has really, really shrunk our true real life communities and the way the way that we do things. And you just said it like traveling, for instance, we just flew to New York and, you know, I haven't flown actually since all this shit started because I'm like, I'm not flying in a mask. I loathe wearing a mask. I get nervous on like flying anyway. So um, I just anxious, like just anxiety about control. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, God, can I can I you know, how is this how is this going to be? And it was actually fine. But but you're so right, like the way that you check in t- to board a plane, like everybody has their fucking boarding passes on their phones. And then, you know, once we landed, we had to take an hour ride and we we got a lift. So that requires your phone. And the way like we went to this amazing spa in the Hamptons, but the the communication was via text. They would send us texts. And so even when you make it a... Uh, an intention to put the thing away and, you know, you can put your phone away. You cannot check the email. But I think what Cal Newport touches on and what you're saying and what I'm saying is the anxiety still exists. It's embedded in our DNA. And it's so funny for my birthday, (laughs) Alex got me so many thoughtful gifts, but one of my favorite things, and I'm totally going to get you one, it's called the Anti-Anxiety Notebook. And it's actual like true cognitive behavioral therapy and other essentials. But it's like a a daily thing of um, so it's journal entries of like, you know, what happened. So you describe the situation, what's going through your mind, you describe your thoughts, what emotions are you feeling, you note the intensity, what thought patterns do you recognize, it gives you stuff to circle. And then how can you think about the situation differently? And then there's just like a free page to like to, to free flow, right? And then at the bottom of every page, there's a note from an actual therapist. Uh, so like one is like, imagine how differently you might behave if you were able to catch and reframe negative thoughts in real time. And I'm like, the fact that we have to have all of these tools and hacks and stuff just to like exist is fucking crazy. Uh, you took, it's, it's crazy. You literally took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to be like, it's too I much. was like, first of all, I want that. Second of all, great gift idea, Alex. Uh, third, third yes. of all, the <laughs> fact that somebody's making money off this oh is, my God. A da- is a damn shame. Hey, everyone. Quick interruption in this episode to tell you about the very, very, very last chance to sign up 
for this upcoming Thursday's deep dive with yours truly, where we are going to go through the entire book proposal process. So if you are someone who has always wanted to write a nonfiction book, but you kind of don't know the process, don't know where to start, don't know how to get it done, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. this Thursday, I am giving you every single bit of proprietary methodology that I have created and used for dozens and dozens of our clients who've landed literary agents, book deals, some have gotten six-figure book deals, some have become best-selling authors, We are going to get into the nitty gritty of how a book proposal works, what you do to get published, how you land an agent, how you pitch, how you market yourself. We are doing it all this Thursday, 9 to 12, here in Nashville at WriterFest Nashville Deep Dive. Go to the link in the show notes to learn more, sign up, register today. Only a few spots left. Well, you know what else is a damn shame? So he also got me a bunch of puzzle books, like mind, you know, mind puzzles, not like actual puzzles. So, you know, like word problems and deductive puzzles and perceptual puzzle or perceptive puzzles and all this stuff. I, okay, so I was salutatorian in my high school, valedictorian in my college. I have never felt more like a fucking idiot in my life because I don't use my brain like that. Like I sat down to do all these all these little logic puzzles. And at the top, they give this, you know, talk about anxiety inducing. They give like, this puzzle should take you three minutes. This should take you five minutes. And, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm trying to solve this like massive math problem. Like what, what have I actually done with my brain? I have, I have really reduced my learning and my I don't know, just like my day to day is like, this is this is the way my brain works when I'm behind my computer. This is the way my brain works when I move my body or when I breathe or when I talk about things. But we're not using our brain and bodies in harmony. We're not entrenching ourselves in nature. We're not having like these big, lovely dinners with all like friends and family and neighbors and relying on our communities and you know, you were talking about the pandemic. And I mean, I've said it from the beginning. I feel the true epidemic here is is just the health, overall health and the comorbidity factors that exist, especially in our country. I mean, that is, if we do not get this under control from obesity to all of the prescription drugs that we take to all of the preventable diseases, like that to me is the biggest, you know, like, oh shit factor <laughs> that we need to focus on as well as isolation and depression and anxiety. And it is all fixable. Like that's the thing is all of this is so fixable, but you almost have to be a rebel in your own life and go so far outside of the box where it's going to feel even more isolating and even more strange to go against the grain. And I think that's where I get frustrated is like, I just want to be a human being again and do things that matter and spend my time on things that really do add that value of joy and nourishment and like, like truly on a soul level instead of all these little like check marks and to do's and like things we think we have to do. And we talk about it a lot. Like, in, in the writing industry and and being authors and, and all of that, all of these things that we have just agreed that, oh, okay, 
this is what this, if I'm going to make it, <laughs> I'm going to be published. This is just the game that I have to play. This is what I have to do. And oftentimes it's, it doesn't turn out the way that you want it. And it is so disappointing. And then you spent all of your time banging your head against a wall instead of doing the thing or working on the craft or connecting with the people that, that really matter at the end of the day. And you know, another thing I was thinking about on this show is I noticed like every single person that they interviewed on a loan, they were like, what are you going to do if you win the million dollars? Every single person said, I just want to spend more time with my family. I just want to spend more time with my family. And I'm like, why is that the thing? Like, when did we get so far away from just the the core <laughs> elements of of being human and the way that we've lived for centuries and centuries and centuries and and never has there been a more i don't know just the the divide between what we're headed into and where we come from like there's just this really big disconnect on what it means to be human um in today's society well you used a great word when we were on the phone earlier you 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 i think you referred to like wanting to be expansive and i think like we have become and if you want to talk about like how we've like molded our brains or how we've conditioned our brains we've made them we've we're 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 categorizers and subcategorizers and we're minimizers and it's amazing to me that while at the same time mankind has continued to try to explore new realms to more understand this world of ours to develop new and innovative you know things to improve or 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 or, or open up a, a different uh, dynamic or quality of life um, at the same time we've gotten smaller we've gotten smaller and like the idea of being uh intellectually or 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 uh or or uh spiritually expansive ha has become something that isn't that has no value it has like being has no value like this the idea that that somehow i i i was in a i was in i was a working in Peoria, Illinois, and I was at a Jimmy John's uh, sub sandwich shop. And in those sandwich shops, they have all this like, you know, branded kind of stuff on the walls. And there's one, there was one item uh, on the wall that was like a list of 20 things that like, a, and it didn't name any names, but that a famous computer programmer had told uh, a, a, gr a graduating high school class at a commencement ceremony. And this list... <clears throat> under the right circumstances in the right mindset would be, would be construed as like, this is like, this is tough love therapy, man. This is like getting down to the nitty gritty. This is like teaching our next generation, um, what they got to do to like, to, you know, or, but reading it as, you know, the state the kind of the state of mind I'm in and, and my, my, my growing reluctance to participate in whatever we've set forth here, I'm reading this list and I'm like, this hustle culture bullshit, this fucking like win lose, like when, when, why do we think it's okay? The only reason that life has become a win lose game is because some asshole dude said that. Yes. And it definitely was a dude. Uh, yep. <laughs> it was definitely a dude. What, 
what are you talking about? Win or lose? What are you talking about? How to win this? If you don't win, you lose like these, this, this way of thinking is what has, is what has put us in the position that we're in right now anyway. Well, and it's funny you said this way of thinking, and I keep coming back to this and I'm studying this and learning this, that we are not, you know, employees and mothers and fathers and influencers and all this shit. Like that's just our ego talking. That is our mind. That's not who we are at our essence. And I'm like, why is it so challenging to only focus on expansion or what we want to happen. And instead, we just fill our time and our minds and our bodies and everything with all of these false narratives about what it means to be human. And I was, um, I, I did tarot the other morning and I actually sent you this card that I pulled, but I just wanted to read the last couple sentences because I was like, oh my God, I've never... I've never thought about it this way. The whole card was talking about vulnerability as our superpower and just how we were often so afraid of like getting our heart broken or being appeared broken. But we like being broken, quote unquote broken is is the best thing that we can do. And this explains a little bit more, but it says we are here to let our ideas of ourselves go up in flames so that beneath the ashes, the soft core of who we truly are arises. And so that we remember that it's not the heart that ever breaks. It's the ego. The heart only ever expands. And I was just like, what? Because I never think about the heart in terms of, we always hear that, oh, your heart broke. And, oh, you got your heart broke. Oh, I'm afraid of getting my my heart broken. And it's like, wow, if you really truly buy into that, that the heart only ever expands and it's the ego that gets broken. Actually, as a matter of fact, when we did, when we first got um, to our little retreat, uh, Alex and I, we did this couple's energy balancing. So they did crystals and sound and chakra balancing. And I knew this woman was the real deal too, because I was like, I know exactly what chakras are going to be blocked on Alex. And I know it's going to be blocked on me. And my heart chakra was blocked. Um, my, and then my, but what was surprising was my third eye was totally blocked. And that just made so much sense to me because as much work as I do on expansion, I'm always in my mind. I'm always of my mind. I'm always, like I can't, it's like I cannot remove that ego and that blanket of all of these rambling thoughts in order to truly make, um, I don't know, or to, to have access to that deeper awareness and stillness and going a level beyond. And I've actually really thought about like, God, I need to go on like a plant medicine journey so I can just have this ego dissolve. It's something I've never done. And to see what comes up and to see the difference and being out of my mind. Um, because, And I know that you've had some experience with that, right? Like where the ego has just like disappeared. Is there, what's the difference there uh, in your opinion? I think, so I, I think there was, I was going through a period of time where I was really like doing that work daily. Um, by the minute, actually, because your ego is an incredibly powerful and incredibly well-trained uh, part of your of your makeup. Like, and also, I think it's important to note that, like, I I think the egos the egos control over us is bad 
but the ego is not fully bad. Like there, there are some excellent, the ego is just constantly trying to keep you in check um, and trying to keep prevent you from experiencing anything that's going to be bad. Um, and in theory, that's not, that doesn't seem like it would be detrimental, but the methods that it employs to do that is the kind of, sh it's the kind of shit that like it, you know, the ego tells you like, don't try this new thing because you'll probably fail at it. You know, like it, it's constantly trying to like talk you out of it. And the ego's whole purpose is recognition of itself. That's what it is by definition. It's like its whole goal is to constantly acknowledge and remind that it is the thing, that it is the thing. I think for me, um, and one of the great tools I think that exist for this kind of work is getting out in nature and making a meditative, try, attempting to make a meditative recognition that you are not separate. And this is what we this is what we mean by expansive is that when you look around, I went uh, I was on a great hike here in town, and it was a fleeting moment because a lot of times I think that kind of, you know, that enlightened perspective can sometimes can because our our brains are are have been pounded into shape, and the ego is is he is like they are. Whatever it is to you, whatever that ego is to you, that's it's like sitting in the fucking carriage of the buggy, man. And I had one moment where I kind of like looked around and like all of this life and all of this like recognizing that we that everything that I'm I was with the trail I was walking on, the tree that I was passing, the you know the um, magpie that was flying by in the air, all we were all that it was all life. We were all part of the same thing. And I think that is the absence of the ego and that's expansive thought. That's the, like the, the moment that you get back to like, I'm separate and what I have to do is important. And my life is, a, is and I am the hero of my life journey. That's all ego. That's all the ego clicking in and being like, I'm important. We're important. We matter. We're relevant. And I'm not saying like, we have to like somehow it's not about being irrelevant or it's not about recognizing irrelevancy because once again, relevant and irrelevant, that's just shit that humans made up to make other humans feel bad. Uh, those are words and concepts that like in being doesn't, it, it's not, it's not a thing because every being, every being universally both re is relevant and is not relevant. Like it does, it just, there is no thing that doesn't, that's not part of the issue but our ego makes it part and, of and i really struggle with you know i thr thrive off of accomplishment and having shit to be excited about and to share and the last few years I, that has kind of been stripped away and i think it's very purposeful and very very important for me to not just tie my you know self-worth to productivity or accomplishment or whatever but it we are so entrenched in, in this world of like, look at me, look what I can do. Look how many followers I have. Look at what my business is doing. Look at the vacations I'm taking. Look at my body. Look at me, look at me, look at me. That it can be so simple and so humbling to 
kind of remove all of that and actually see what's really there, who you really are, how you really feel, how you do want to show up in the world. And that might not mean having a digital presence. That might mean helping your neighbor, dropping off food for someone, volunteering or spending time with yourself or your children or whatever, and not having to post, comment, or narrate your own life. Um, you know, it always reminds me, I was, I was talking to this woman that we met and she's an author and, uh, she has a book coming out in April and she was just like, God, you know, having to talk about the book that I wrote, like I wrote a book so I don't have to go out and talk about it and pretend like, and it's so funny, right? Like I've always said that too. Like I'm a writer. I want people to have the experience of my, of my work and experience it in a way that, they want to experience it, but to have to do like the crazy two week tours and to, to spend a bunch of money to get publicity and try to get sales and do this and do that. It's like, why, why are we all to make somebody to money. make somebody else money and you're not even getting the majority of it. And I'm like, why, like, why do we, why have we said yes to so many things that feel like no, um, and it's it's what I I constantly really wanna wanna push to figure out, and I challenge everyone to like, you know, check in with yourself. Are are you present? Are you acting out of a place of of true authenticity, or is it your ego? Is it what you feel like you're supposed to be doing? Is it decision fatigue? Are you distracting yourself from yourself. And I think that's what we're really all doing. Every time we pick up that phone, every time we log on to something that need to stimulate our minds, like from what? From the stillness, from the answers, from being with yourself, um, which is at the end of the day, the most important thing and the most important work we could all be doing. Um, If you don't know who you are, in the stillness, without work, without your phone, without your family, your friends, your children, like that's what we need to be facing on a daily basis. Um, whether it's through meditation or listening to music or I mean, whatever it is, but just having that time to yourself for yourself is where the answers actually come. They don't come from an Instagram account of so-and-so who's an expert, who's going to tell you what supplement to buy or what course, <laughs> what course to, to take that's going to totally up-level and change your life. The answers come from you. You are your own best healer. You are your own best teacher. You know the answers. You do. We all do. We are not separate. We are all the same. And, and I think that that's just... That's such a simple concept in theory that so many of us just brush it off and we Well, it's too simple. It's too simple, right? right? Like, oh, I, I have the ability to to heal. And societally societally, we have societally we have equated simple with too easy. We have we have reduced the value of simplicity. We have we have taken away simplicity's value. Um, and we, we've done this thing in society. It's what hustle culture has done that nothing that's easy is worth doing. That's what we've, that's what we, so we reject that out. We reject it outright. And I would also argue, not argue, I mean, I won't argue with, with anybody about it, but like when you sit and, 
and try to get in touch with yourself, like get in touch with yourself in that present moment because you have no past and there is no future. Like that all we have, all you have is that moment right now. So get to know yourself in that moment because you are, you are a being that is unencumbered. There's nothing you can do about the past and the future is not, is undone. So, so find who you are in the present moment. Uh, And, and I mean, that is the hardest thing to do for most people because once you become aware of what you're thinking of, and for me, it's always projecting into the future, like worrying about something, thinking about something, planning for something. And I've really been working on that. Like when we were on our little retreat, I was mourning leaving because I was like, oh my God, we're not ever going to feel like this again. This is so incredible. Instead of, and, and then I would catch myself and just just dropping in and being there because my anxiety comes from what's to come and, and the unknown and what's, you know, what's coming down the pipeline or what do I have to worry about? And those are just a conditioned set of thoughts and beliefs. It doesn't make them true. And the more you can drop in with yourself in that present moment, thinking the thoughts you, you want to think and thinking about the things you want to cultivate in your life, like even in the present moment, not, I'm not even talking about the future. It's so transformative on, on a cellular level. And it's the work that is so simple (laughs) to do. I mean, it's the hardest. I, I, you know, every time I like close my eyes and sit just quietly, you know, your body is just itching to move. Your mind is itching to, to grasp onto something. And if you want to know what our society has done to us on the most fundamental level, sit in a room quietly and see how quickly you want to, you want to get up and how uncomfortable you are. And that will tell you like what these little phones and our computers and connectivity, I mean, what they've all really done to us, not for us, to us. And it's up to us to, to get back to our own human nature at the end of the day. I mean, we have got to return to who we're meant to be and, you know, only you can decide that. But I think getting in touch with our own humanity again, instead of all of these like virtual, God, obligations and little, I mean, I get, I don't know about you, but I get so overwhelmed with like, oh, have you heard about this and try this and read this article and do this and click on this. And my brain just doesn't work like that. Like it's so overloaded as is that I'm just craving simplicity and like staring at the fucking moon and the stars and feeling connected again. Um, But right, there's no money to be made in that. There's no you know, there's no like big prize at the end of that, that we're taught. There's no winning in that. It's so we don't value it as we do this hustle hustle culture that we've like so idolized. And I'm just glad that you and I are on this journey to really start to unravel all of those false beliefs and what that means in owning a business and what that means is being creatives and how we are going to navigate this quite differently than a lot of other people who are just kind of going with the flow and and doing what they're told. But you don't have to. And I think it's really important to question what you're doing, who you are, and just, yeah, sitting still. 
getting quiet and see what comes up. If you uh, agree or disagree or have something to say to us about this, uh, please connect with us at podcast at rightwayco.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. We love, love, love to hear from you. And we love, love, love to talk about this stuff. So do not hesitate. Uh, we want to hear your input. Absolutely. And one last thing. This is going, going, gone. This Thursday in Nashville from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., I am going to be doing a deep dive workshop for WriterFest Nashville. That's WriterFestNashville.com for a very select group of people at an insanely cheap price where you are going to learn the ins and outs of creating a book proposal. You are going to understand how to get published, what you need to get published, and if you are someone who's like, oh, I've always wanted to write a nonfiction book, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Please come join us. 9 to 12. We'll have the link in the show notes, but go to writerfestnashville.com and sign up. There's only a few spots left. Get in there. We'll we'll put the link in the show notes and, uh, and, and get there because this price is insane. All right, guys. Until next week. Hey, thanks again for listening to The Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about Rightway, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 